Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the action of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that doctor, homie. Fuck that. Black dude, holler. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. I decided to, you know, bring good friend of the show back. Sozio, welcome back to the show. What's going on, J-Cat? How you making out this evening? Doing good, doing good, man. So pretty much uh, every year, CZW inducts somebody into the Hall of Fame, and I complain about it and and why <laughs> other people aren't in the Hall of Fame. So I figure we had some good uh, back and forth going about this. I figure let's just make it a show. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, I guess obviously you and I are getting a reputation for uh, – shitting on people's birthday cakes but you know like that's definitely not my intention today and uh i don't really think it ever is yours either i think it's just a matter of like you know a lot of times there's shit that people think and uh we say the things that people don't want to hear and it makes people uncomfortable you know what i mean so it is what Mm -hmm. it is but like like, again i've been thinking about like you know the stuff you wanted to talk about today and you know it's not all bad i don't have all bad things to say you know (laughs) No. Um, so I figured what we'll do, I mean, I guess just 
right off the bat, we'll address it and then, you know, we'll go back into it. But um, the main yeah, reason for yeah, my absolutely. complaints and, and reason of why, uh, all right, well, first off, they're putting B-Boy in the Hall of Fame this year. We'll talk about B-Boy in a little bit, but um, the biggest travesty over the years has been the continual um, not including of Trent Acid. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll call it neglect. The neglect. Yeah, neglect of Trent Acid and John Zandig. I mean, those are yeah. like, we'll bring up other names, other people who deserve it, you know, sure, pluses sure, and minuses sure. and this and that. But those are the two absolute main things. Like, there should be no Hall of Fame if the guy who created the company and, and the guy who carried the <laughs> yeah. torch for professional wrestling within the company aren't in it. Right. It's it's like, what are you waiting for exactly? You know what I mean? Like, Trent's already passed away. It's like, are you going to wait for something to tragically happen to John and then and then try to induct him after the fact? Like, he, like DJ is obviously starting to have a trend of doing. It's waiting till people mm-hmm. pass away and then inducting them into Hall of Fame. Right. So, I mean, let's just go from the beginning of the Hall of Fame and is and its inception and who's been inducted and our thoughts on them from start to finish. We'll we'll go there. Sure. And, uh, sure. Okay. So the uh, initial on the list. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. The initial inductions um, were, I, I believe, in 2004. I'm going by Wikipedia because that's just the easiest way to do this. Um, 2004 was Lobo and Nick Mondo. I mean, that's, uh, they're no brainers. Lobo, I always felt was CZW's Mick Foley. A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. You know, the amount of abuse he took and he really, you know, put a lot of the company on his back as far as like literally (laughs) falling off of things onto his back. (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely. And I mean, and his career was relatively short in general in wrestling. So, I mean, and, and I think a big part of that was because of how, how hardcore he, he went in CZW and like what he did to his body and things like that. <clears throat> because I think, I think he only started wrestling when, when CZW started, right? Like, I don't, I don't think he wrestled anywhere else before that. Did he? No, I don't think I don't, so. I, um, I don't know right, a ton so about I mean, his background, like, but I, I really don't think, I think he trained at CZW and began his career in CZW. So I mean, you know, what is it, 98, 99 to 2004? Or, uh, I mean, he probably stopped in 2003, I guess, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's a, you know, it's just a relatively short career, obviously. So, I mean, that says a lot about his commitment and, you know, uh, his sacrifice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you're right, too, because he was one of the four original trainees, as they listed it. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was Gage, Payne, Blade, and Lobo, right? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. And and on top of it, he was a great guy. Like, you know, for for being such a major player in the company, he's not somebody that ever even close to had anything like an ego or, you know, and he was always helpful and always nice, you know what I mean, on, on top of the fact that he sacrificed so much for the company. So, yeah, Lobo's a no-brainer. I mean, I don't think we even really have to talk about Nick Mondo. Like, if, if you don't know uh, the stuff that he did, you know, look him up, you know, watch the trade and everything else. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah both, both, of those, both, both of those guys definitely deserve to go in. And then I, I have a big blank space here between then and 2009. Did nobody go in until 2009 no. after that? Yeah, okay. they, didn't even, yeah they didn't even do it. I mean, I it, guess it wasn't. If there's no, 
if there's nobody worthy of going in, I mean, I guess you have to induct somebody every year. You know what I mean? Like, you'll eventually run out of people, I guess. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it was never like a yearly thing until recently, more recently. Now it's just like, uh, you know, ass kiss vest and uh, whoever they feel like putting in. To, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Right. So, sure, 2000, sure. 2009, they put in three more. Um, mm-hmm. John Dahmer, who, uh, you know, I mean, the the guy pretty much put his career um, in in the hands of his students. I mean, he he more or less sacrificed. I don't I don't know if I want to fully say sacrifice, but he he dedicated his career to his students. He he spent the majority of his CZW time in his matches with his students, you know, putting them over and, and making them look like they can take, you know, pure death. And you, you being one of them, you don't, you don't have to tell me. I was going to say, <laughs> I was just, I was just waiting for you to stop talking. So I can tell you that I know that firsthand. Uh, yeah, you, you don't have to tell me about what he did for the students and uh, the way that he broke us into the business. And I'm telling you right now, like he, that. I really wish more people did it like like Dahmer did because he didn't hurt us, you know what I mean? But boy, did like he beat the shit out of us and basically push you to that limit and and hit you as hard as he possibly could w- without seriously hurting you, you know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. it was like the perfect amount of it was the perfect amount of punishment to like be like this is the business, kid. Like welcome to the business, you know. But at the same time, like, he, he never did that kind of shit at the school. Like, you know, he was a great trainer. And, uh, you know, uh, not to pat myself on the back, but, like, uh, I, I like to believe I have really sound fundamentals because of John Dahmer. You know what I mean? Like, you know, anything else that I ever lacked in the business, according to anyone else, uh, I definitely had good fundamentals. And it was because of uh, trainers like him. But uh, on top of it, he was really impressive in the ring. You know, his mm-hmm. character was great, and, and, you know, he just about every match he was in, he, he played a major role and, and always did some impressive shit, you know? So uh, so he, I think he definitely deserves his spot, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Nick Gage, obviously another no-brainer, day one guy, uh, a CZW guy through and through. Obviously, his career speaks for itself, yeah. even what he's doing now. And, um, yeah, I mean, over Nick, his balls, <laughs> Yeah, and he, you know, as we compare people, multi-time world champion and all, like you know, won the world title so like a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. As as I compared, uh, you know, Lobo to Mick Foley, I always considered uh, Gage the Stone Cold Steve Austin of CZW. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and then wife beater, who was again, like such a staple of CZW and the, the level of violence they took it to. He was like the, the mantle of like, doesn't get any crazier than this, like unstoppable monster in CZW. So wife beater was kind of another no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. Like those first five, like I'm, I'm looking at them on paper and like, you know, they're they're definitely all responsible for being like those really off the wall characters and like those out of this world, like uh, j- just uh, larger than life personas that I think really, on top of like the really hardcore stuff and the and the awesome wrestling, like this is kind of what attracted fans back then to CCW. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like you couldn't you could you couldn't see somebody like Wife Beat or anywhere else. 
like this guy, like this guy that, you know, just, I guess, uh, you know, came out with a weed whacker and potato chips and, and, and did all this crazy hardcore shit. You know what I mean? So like all, all of these guys are, are uh, pioneers in, in CDW. So, so far, you know, right. Well, you'll you'll notice all of these guys were the ones that were inducted by John Zandig. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, here's where that stops. Um, <laughs> You're the right. first. I'm, look, I'm looking at I'm looking at my list, man. It's not good. I'm looking at the list. But go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> the first inductee <laughs> by DJ Hyde would be. Wait for it, uh, DJ Hyde. Wait for it. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. So. Uh, uh, now you know i I, thinking, I know I was, what he was going for <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. i know what uh, he's going right, for right, he's right, going right, for right, the right. quick heel heat you know oh, i'm gonna put myself in and stuff like that but like there's gotta be like the face side of things that like breaks his fucking his plaque over his head and says like no bullshit you don't induct yourself that's not how it goes you know yeah there's gotta be something that makes that not a real thing but it's it's a real thing uh, right right like uh, honest to god jay like i before you said it i was about to say that like what what should have happened was dj comes out and says he's going to induct himself into the hall of fame and then somehow somebody stops it and and, and breaks the plaque you know what i mean breaks the plaque mm-hmm. over their knee or over his, like i agree with you a million percent and but no, you're right. Guess what? It's it's a real thing. It's on the website. It's on the Wikipedia, and I'm sure he has a plaque at home that he masturbates and ejaculates on at least once a week. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's crazy. Um. So I mean, that was like an enormous slap in the face of everybody because you know he did it for an angle, but it becomes a real thing, and then we go forward from there. Like, okay, now who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? And um, I just thought that was like the shittiest thing possible because again, like the, the Trent Acids, the John Zandigs, those guys exist and aren't honored. So it, it was yeah, almost like scary. when they brought the junior title back just to play games with it and sit it with um, Alexander James and, and uh, Greg carrying it around for a little bit. It's like they had no intention of oh, making right, it a real right. thing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, you know, but, um, so then they go forward from there, 2015, and um, this is this got an up and then down. They got Ruckus, I think 100% deserving. Um, <laughs> up and down. Yeah, Ruckus is 100% deserving. When I first started going to CZW, he was a fat kid that could do the craziest flips, innovative. I mean, he, he can absolutely go. He was one of the coolest people you'd talk to, and he was just as loyal as loyal gets to CZW. And he went from, you know, um, you know, that, that guy and battling for the junior heavyweight title and then bringing the scale out and saying, Oh, you're too big for the, th-, you know, the tag team champion to world champion, the best of the best champion. I mean, it absolutely deserves it. So I'm a hundred percent on board with Ruckus. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, Ruckus, I mean, like beyond CZW in that time of, uh, you know, 99 to like 2001 and two, Ruckus was not just uh, a CZW guy, but a pioneer of junior heavyweight wrestling. You know what I yeah. mean? And l- like you said, like you said, being being heavy back then and being able to do the stuff that he did. I mean, he paved the way for the Willie Max and, and people like that. Like mm-hmm. and, and and everybody and everybody like him. 
You know what I mean? Uh, and even the guys like uh, Unbreakable Andy, who used to mark out for Ruckus and would would message him on social media and ask him if he could steal his stuff and things like that. Like, I mean, Ruckus is a goddamn pioneer back then. I mean, he traveled the world with CZW and, like, helped uh, spread their brand. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. no, he, you know, he deserves, he deserves it a million fold, you know? Yeah. Now, my opinion on the whole thing, and I said it when it happened, I was happy for him and everything, but I, I feel like because I had heard, you know, the different talks and stuff, when DJ took over, one of the first people that were going to be out was, was Ruckus. He didn't get along with him, uh, never saw eye to eye, and it was pretty much, in my opinion, they were putting these guys in the Hall of Fame to write them off out of CZW. And from that yeah. point forward, in, <laughs> until John was going to make his comeback, they were gone. There was no mention, no talk. I don't think they were ever going to be booked again until there was a reason to. Right. So, right. um, I, I, you know, where some, I think were done to kiss ass. These, this, I think was just to put closure to these two ever being booked again. Um, and then obviously uh, alongside ruckus was Robbie and Robbie. I could not, dis- I could not disagree with this one more. I, I honestly couldn't, um, I, you know, I, I've been, friends with Robbie in the past. I don't think, you know, if he listens to any recent shows, we'll be friends anymore, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> but realistically, you know, Robbie shined as the blackouts manager. His promos were great. He was one of the best managers in, in the business. I mean, he really did some big things for them and, and made them complete. You know, they had all the work ethic as far as, you know, what they were putting out in the ring the creativity, all that stuff. And the promos he was cutting on top of it were top notch, but right. Rocky, uh, uh, Robbie, yeah, I, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say, uh, uh, I, I think Robbie is obviously a tremendous talent. I think, uh, you know, by far he's one of the best manager, if not one of the best managers that, you know, that has ever been in CZW, you know, sure. a, along with like Dewey, Dewey Donovan and things like that. But I, I think with this Hall of Fame, we, like what really need what we really need to do, not us, but CCW or any Hall of Fame is like decide who can be inducted. Like, is it just is it going to be just wrestlers? I mean, at this point, are we, are we going to do referees as well? Because obviously later on we'll get to it. But like Larry Legend's in there, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pretty pretty much everyone's a wrestler except for Legend Hogan. And, and Robbie, now that I'm looking at it, you know what I mean. Right. So, so you, ha- so you have to decide like who gets inducted. Now, now what I'll say in addition to that is that uh, I, I think because of Robbie's years served and and basically his his willingness to to play any role uh, that he's ever been asked of in CCW, whether he was managing uh, the best around, managing Blackout, <clears throat> whether he was doing backstage interviews, whether he was doing ring announcing. Uh, like the in-ring announcing, um, I, I think that alone earns him a spot in the Hall of Fame. However, uh, perhaps if, if we're going to decide that the Hall of Fame is strictly for wrestlers, then Robbie shouldn't go in by himself. But what I think mm-hmm. rather in, 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 2015, in 2015, they should have just done the whole blackout. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, like why leave out G's if you're going to have Ruckus and Robbie at the same right. time? Or... Or, in all honesty, Ruckus deserves his own night. You know what I mean? Ruckus is a standalone star himself, so he deserves his own night. So I I think with Robbie, either you don't induct him by himself 
or you put them in as part of blackout if we're deciding that the Hall of Fame is, like, strictly for wrestlers uh, primarily. Even though Robbie did wrestle in CCW, he was never known for his, his, his wrestling or matches, you know? Right, yeah, but not a Hall of Fame level wrestler. And I mean, you go back to the Cash Marinos, no, no, and no. you know, no, Johnny found a new saying. partner. Like he, he, <laughs> <You know. laughs> right, no, that's what I'm saying. He would never be in the Hall of Fame for his CZW wrestling. That, and that's not to say that you know whatever else he's done after that doesn't reflect that. I'm just talking about anything he ever did in CZW wrestling wise wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame, but his contributions. Uh, certainly do is is my point that that's just my opinion yeah yeah I, I mean i guess but again like when you leave off the people who have been left off i don't think contributions could really do it for me not not for me at least um i understand no no yeah perhaps not before others yeah there's certainly some other people that should be in perhaps before but uh but like i said Rob, robbie is should have just went in as part of blackout altogether you know, and the fact that, like, G's just wouldn't be included with the both of them is kind of silly. Right. I mean, G's 100, 100% should be in before Robbie. He should be in before B-Boy. I mean, G's, you know, went from the little guy that Nate Hatred was throwing around the cage, you know, dude <laughs> came off the right, top right, of the cage, right. almost died, you know, Chris Cash put yeah. the fucking cash flow on him <laughs> off the top of the cage. Um, I mean, he was just Nate guy. Hatred's. Yeah personal bump machine for a while like he was just throwing like a lawn dart <laughs> yeah. you know he was. He was. He was. you know junior yeah. junior heavyweight champion multiple time tag champion world champion uh best of the best champion and again like the longevity of how long he's been there geez 100 percent deserves that but, yeah and, um, but i mean now, now that i'm look, looking at it uh ruckus and robbie went in in 2015 so uh I mean, there were certain things that G's hadn't done yet. Uh, and I'm only, I th- well, I, I think so, right? No, he was the world champion at that time. Uh, yeah, he had just won the world title because it was after 2014. That's right. Mm. I, I, I forgot what the fuck year it is and, and what year that was when we were battling for the title. So, yeah, he was world champion at the time. So, yeah, he should have totally went in with him. I was just thinking yeah. he hadn't done that yet at that time. Yeah. Um, and 2016 was Drake younger. And I mean, look, Drake accomplished a ton in CZW, um, you know, world champion for a long, long time, um, tournament of death, uh, you know, he's accomplished quite a bit and he was just about as over as they could be when he saved the day that, that night that, um, pain dropped a gauge on his shoulder. That was like a big, like, yeah big mark for him like stepping up and and becoming like uh you know a major player in czw so i i get drake going in i feel it was definitely a little weird that it was the minute he got into the wwe that suddenly there was an interest to <laughs> right. you know I, right, right, that right. it falls in line with that they bled in czw bullshit that they were doing thank god they finally stopped that i think they ran out of people yeah, yeah, or the, what was it like? They bled black and yellow, or something like that, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. no, Those I, I agree with you. Though. Though. I, uh, yeah, Drake, uh, Drake, Drake has earned his spot, you know, ten times over, uh, for sure. But yeah, the the timing was uh, awful convenient that you know he had just uh, started his job with WWE or had only been there a year or whatever it was or something like that. And, uh, mm. of, of course, yeah. And, and, and I think we were talking about this before, but there's a, I guarantee you we'll continue to see a trend of that. Like, 
uh, as soon as Adam Cole and Drew Gulak are available, he'll uh, they'll be in the CZW Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, I'd imagine. I, I think it was easier to get a ref to be able to, you know, make a date, you know, with them and, and hang out. But I don't know if WWE is <laughs> as, as free on, on allowing their wrestlers to come and hang out at CZW. But, uh, you know, yeah, maybe that's yeah. the difference. Um, it, it'll have to be uh, it'll have to be on a night that they they happen to be local for some reason. Yeah, well, <laughs> you got a WrestleMania weekend. Everybody's local, so. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Out. There we go. Look Perfect. Out. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, watch out for that. Um. So then, uh, next up, you got Whack Packer Hogan, and now, here's the thing. Hogan was a great fan, probably the best fan you could possibly imagine. I mean, he was as gung-ho as you can be. Um, you could have booked the biggest piece of shit show possible, and he'd be there with an <laughs> ear-to-ear smile on his face, riled up for that shit. Yeah. I mean, it, there was really no better supporter of a company than Whackpacker Hogan. I, I can't ever deny that whatsoever. He was a great, great dude. But... Um, there was a point where John, yeah, there was a point where John was handing out plaques. Um, Scrawny Shawnee got a plaque. Um, I believe Wax got a plaque for his uh, photography at the time. Um, right. Lyle, I think, got a plaque. Um, yeah. And, and like, I mean, yeah, because I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so it was like people who were contributing and people who were being honored you know, for their, their time and their effort and their support and the different things that they did to contribute to the success of CZW, which I completely understand, but where does it, when does it become where Whackpacker Hogan is a hall of famer and Scrawny Shawnee gets a plaque? Like, Hey, thanks, bud. No, I agree with you. Um, I, I, again, it goes back to what I said about, I mean, regardless of, how much of a character that a fan perhaps is or, or a manager or, or a commentator or something like that. Like as charismatic as Hogan may have been, like we have to decide who, who the candidates are for going into the hall of fame. And is it just going to be wrestlers, you know, regardless of untimely death or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Which Mm -hmm. obviously really sucked, which really sucked. And we're all still really sad about but like, like you said, if you're only gonna if you're only gonna give a plaque to uh, Lyle and Wax and Shawnee, then then I then I think that's probably what what should have happened with Hogan as well, uh, not the CZW Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. But but you know uh, you know just and I agree with what you said you know. Yeah. I mean it's it's difficult because when you when you leave people like John Zandig and Trent Acid off the thing, you can't start including people who've contributed in in this way or that way without being so substantial that it bypasses the, you know, your trend acids and your John Zandix. It puts me in like a, a bad spot because I now have to criticize the people who are, they're trying to honor because you've, you've really looked past people who CZW wouldn't be alive without. I mean, to, to think that CZW wouldn't be alive without John Zandig is not a stretch at all. I don't think. Right. I mean, no, no, <laughs> Yeah, I mean that man sacrificed as much, if not the most, out of anybody, and uh, you know has has risked his life and limb time and time again just to, you know, obviously put CZW on the map 
and then carry the torch and then pass the torch and everything else. You know what I mean? Whether I like him or not, whether we always got along or not, like you have to be able to admit that, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and then they, uh, they put in Larry legend, which was in, in my opinion, another one, which is like, okay, you got a ring announcer. I mean, you know, Dennis shock was a ring announcer too. <clears throat> you know, he, he held it down in CCW. <laughs> You know, when I first got there, he was like, and it was crazy because CZW was so wild and, and, um, ruthless and, you know, the outlaw company, but then his shock played the straight man that kept his composure through all of it. And it was like, you had a real professional ring announcer in the middle of chaos. So I always gave him a lot of credit for what Mm -hmm. he did. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think this is a weird one because. Larry is super over and he has been, you know, uh, an integral part in a lot of the big shows and uh, in the past for CCW, uh, Cage of Death, Tournament of Death, you know, uh, he, he's as much of a, uh, like when you see him, a lot of people do associate him with CCW and, and, and things like that. So, like, you know, there's definitely no denying that. Uh, I, I think he has a place in the Hall of Fame, but, but, I mean, follow follow me if you if you're picking up what I'm putting down here. Like, uh, like you know how WWE like has a class every year because obviously there's they've been around a lot longer and there's so many more people on the roster and so on and so forth. Like they'll do a class situation where I don't know what is it eight or ten people that they do every year, but you know something mm-hmm. like that. And, yeah. But you know they'll they'll have they'll have a certain amount of wrestlers. They'll they'll potentially have a, a manager or two. You know they'll they'll have a celebrity that was has been associated with the WWE over the years. You know yeah. uh, certainly they'll have a they'll usually have like a woman's wrestler uh, or or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, you know they, they might they might have somebody like a Mean Gene Okerlund, you know, or a Michael Cole or whatever. You know, so I guess what I'm saying is is if CZW were to do something like that, where they did four, like four or five people every year. Like I feel like Larry Legend would definitely fit one of those roles. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, it goes it goes back to are we are we just inducting wrestlers or just or or personalities? You know. But mm-hmm. uh, but ultimate ultimately my point is is you know Larry is over enough and and certainly has made a strong enough commitment and impact that he he deserves a spot or at least that acknowledgement. But again, perhaps not the Hall of Fame. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then they, they put in Toby Klein, kind of spur of the moment somewhat, in, uh, at Tournament of Death. And, uh, you know, Toby was hanging it up, so I, I think it was, you know, somewhat of a nice send-off parting gift type thing. I love Toby. Toby's yeah. a good friend. But, uh yeah. I don't know if that was just like it's about time. It's you know we've been thinking about it for years. Like was Toby really that guy for CZW? I mean he was he was around quite some time. Um, he was in the first tournament of death. Um, not many people could say that. Um, you know he he had been right. tag champ with with uh, Necro, and um, yeah I mean he he definitely did his work. I mean there's you know no question of what he what he's done, but it I mean he wasn't. He wasn't like the go-to guy. Like even like, you know, I, I think Necro's a piece of shit. He beats women, and you know, uh, <laughs> from what I hear, he's got some kind of blood thing going on. But um, <laughs> you know, I mean, that guy when when he came out, the roof came off. I mean, I as a fan, 
I mean, there wasn't more hype right. that you got than you know when uh, Freebird hit, and <laughs> I mean this this crazy redneck would come stomping out with no shoes on, and Wait, shit was going and, down. And, and he he's not in there, huh? Necro's not in the in the hall. No, no. Nope. I I didn't even for some reason like I I thought yeah I mean I have the list right in front of me, but for some reason I thought I saw a picture of him earlier when I was looking it up. But uh, no, I know what you're saying. It, it's hard to say with Toby Klein because. Uh, I, I definitely think he was right there with Necro and, and Justice Payne and Nick Gage, like when they were feuding. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, like you like you said, he was part of the first tournament of death and probably a bunch of other ones. And I think he was in a cage of death, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, sure. And, it, you know, it, it, it's hard. Like, I, I think it's because he was with Necro that, you know, he probably got outshined a little bit, you know, maybe. Mm-hmm like character wise and just over wise, you know what I mean? But it, you know, it's certainly, like I said, hard to deny his contributions and, you know, his involvement and in all that shit. And like, I guess kind of being alongside Necro for a lot of that, but you know, uh, again, maybe, maybe like you said, it was a little bit forced because he was retiring and they just thought it would be a nice gesture, which it was, which it was. Sure. You know? And, and, and I think he's definitely a guy that, would be in the Hall of Fame, but maybe they did just rush it because he was retiring, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, the the last one he put in, which was completely not genuine, was Nate Hatred. Um, <laughs> Nate, Nate was yeah, yeah. bringing his phone for the past couple of years, um, and he wouldn't return calls. He wanted no parts of Nate being back in CZW. Despite him coming back into a couple other companies, he would have been super over in CZW. Um, it was obviously his home. DJ had no use for him, no use for him. Didn't want to give him the time of day. And the second he died, he, he's out there. And not only did he induct him right after he died, he, he inducted him on like a dark match induction, like before the show legitimately started. Oh, so wow, really? to me, it was shitty. Yeah. To me, it was completely yeah, shitty. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't realize he did it like that as well. I mean, obviously I know he did it, but I didn't realize it was so shitty like that. Yeah. So, so that was that, and um, you know now we're on to B Boy, who again, you know, um, has accomplished quite a bit of things. But and I don't, you know, I don't discredit anything he's done in CZW. He was tremendously over, um, you know, coming back from best of the best two when he showed up. Um, he was over, you know, wrestling little Cholo. No one knew who the fuck he was, and he had the long hair, <laughs> ponytail, and I mean, he he got over quick, and um. You know, he stuck around for quite some time. He's in the high five and, um, you know, ended up, you know, one of the fan favorites of CZW for a long time. So I, I don't say that he didn't deserve it at all. But again, if we're going to compare him to like a G's who's been around just as long, accomplished even more, you know, again, maybe, I don't know, maybe with G's, do you think the heel side of things hurts him? That he wasn't as big of a fan favorite? Yeah, perhaps. I mean, you know, perception, uh, you know, changes everything, I guess. And and a lot of times, like you said, he did he did play the role of the heel instead of the fan favorite. And you know that that can sway people's opinions sometimes, e- even DJs. Uh, but I think in I think in in Mel's case, even even in like my case, uh, DJ doesn't like us personally, and we don't fucking like him personally. So <laughs> that you know. 
in wrestling, in wrestling, man, like that's everything almost, man. Like that's that's the difference between getting booked and not, and somebody putting in a word for you or not. And uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if G's and myself never fucking even see the ballot. You know what I mean? Let alone get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's just pretty absurd. Uh, uh, not not Benny being in there, but like you know the the people that are neglected. Uh, I, I agree with you about Benny, uh, B Boy. I think he uh, I think he's earned it a million percent as well. Uh, between his accomplishments, uh, you know, title wins, uh, his his character, like you said, he was over for a long time. I think he also helped sort of re-legitimize the Iron Man title. Uh, I think his strong style. Uh, wrestling uh, was perfect for the Ironman title around the time that he had it. And, uh, you know, I think he was there well into like 2009 or 10, uh, like having mm-hmm. really crazy, crazy awesome main events with Drake Younger and stuff like that. And, yeah. and also helping train. He was helping teach at the school at the time. That that was right around back when, uh, like when I was just getting back into the fold there. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he had a major impact there, you know, so certainly there's no denying B-Boy, but obviously as you keep reiterating and I will reiterate right now, uh, there's just a lot of people that have been neglected. And like mm-hmm. so, some of those that, some of those that like I, I wrote down here were like, Danny Havoc should definitely go in sooner or later. Uh, yeah. Messiah should definitely, Messiah should definitely go in there sooner or later. Uh, well, just, it's, um... just his pain. Yeah. What's up? Let's go through the list of the people who who aren't in now, and let's just start it at that the biggest, and and talk a little bit more in depth about those guys. And number one, sure. absolute, and I know you agree a hundred percent is Trent Acid. Trent Acid carried the torch for CZW's side of wrestling. When people said the CZW was all blood and guts, and all they did was bleed and glass and this and that. Trent was the junior heavyweight that you can look at and say, this, this guy is, is tearing it up with ruckus. He's tearing it up in tag matches with Johnny. He's, he's completely best of the best was created through Trent acid. I mean, the first best of the best was built around him. And the only reason they had winger go over is because they had an angle going with Johnny and Trent and they used the winger angle, you know, to Johnny in the mask and then he gets screwed and then Trent wins the second one. And, and it's just, Right, you know, the, it was it was built around Trent a hundred percent. Best of the best should have been renamed Trent Acid's Best of the Best when he passed. Um, not only should he have been in, in a Hall of Fame, that tournament should have been renamed after he he passed. But um, I, I I don't know, you know, what more can be said about Trent and and what he's contributed to CZW. Um, when I asked DJ, I really pressed the issue years back, and he came on the show and he, yeah. he gave me this whole spiel about how. You know, uh, CZW is a public company, and we have an image to uphold. And he didn't die on the under the best circumstances, and you know, we really oh, don't want to like celebrate that type of thing. But then, okay, now I'm holding you to that, and I'm going, all right. But you guys are selling free Nick Gage shirts, and couldn't wait to book him after he got out of prison for robbing a bank. So, one guy yeah. hurt nobody but himself. And and passed unfortunately because of it, but also carried the torch for the company throughout, you know. And then other guys are doing some pretty dirty shit, and they're still hurt, hurting other people. And you know, what are we talking about? So I mean, that that to me is Trent Acid, and and to not put him in is is just bizarre, absolutely bizarre. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, 
it's like it, I feel like if they were to do it now or 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 any year going forward, it's it's almost like going to be in bad taste at this point, and because you should have done it a thousand times over. I mean, or put it this way. You've at least had eight or nine opportunities since, you know, in years that he's passed away to, to, to do it, you know, uh, if you weren't going to do it while he was, uh, you know, obviously while he was alive. But, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I think everybody is, uh, you know, everybody knows how I feel about uh, him as a wrestler and as a, a teacher and a mentor of mine at this point. So, like, I, I don't really need to carry on about how awesome I think Trent Acid was, but... uh yeah, I mean, he deserves to be in there. Uh, like you said, best of the best should definitely be called, you know, the Trent Acid Memorial Cup or some, or the, the or the Trent Acid Cup or something like that, uh, you know, or whatever. You know, come up with the best creative name you can come up with regarding Trent Acid. But uh, yeah, he he deserves to be in there a million percent. Yeah, um, and then number two, obviously, John Zandig. I mean. <laughs> yeah, we talked DJ, about him pretty much. Yeah, DJ bought the company off of him. He doesn't not know he exists. I mean, this is a hundred percent the reason <laughs> why CCW is CCW. Um, right. So, I mean, what, what, what can you say? You don't need to explain what John Zandig is to CCW. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, yeah. Um, you met yeah. you mentioned yeah. Justice Payne, and I a hundred percent agree. Sure. Um, Payne got a lot of shit as far as oh, you know, he he's not safe. He's you know, people called him terrible and this and that, but he was a CZW guy uh, through and through. He was seen, he was uh, kind of the, the Cena of CZW where he was up top. He was, he was the, usually a heel though. And um, it was just like, he, there was a good stretch where you didn't really see guys work in other places. There, there was that, that bitterness where it's like, you can't work for here and you can't work for there, which wasn't really good for the guys, but. I mean, they, they were on board with that, too, where it's for the longest time, Justice Payne wasn't going to work for Jersey All-Pro and Homicide wasn't going to work for CZW. At certain t- points, they, they broke through and they started, you know, working in both people work for both companies. But for a while, that, that was like no fly zone. And if you wanted to see Justice Payne, you'd be at CZW. And, um, you know, he was the guy they put up against your Tajiris and your Jerry Lynn's and, you know, all of those guys who were, were coming in went through justice pain. So um, I, I think he absolutely deserves it. Yeah. It's, and, you know, just even in talking about it and when I was thinking about it earlier, I, it was just bizarre to me that he's not, you know, it's just, it's, and it's not to say that, you know, just because somebody, you know, was one of the first four students or one of the first basically four on the roster of CDW that they deserve to be in it. I mean, it's so much more than that with Justice Payne. <laughs> you know, like you said, he was a he was the uh, sort of the Cena and and flag flag bearer of the company. You know what I mean? And uh, when it was territorial, he didn't cross any lines. You know, uh, what was his wrestling always the best? No. Did he did he turn the wrong way when going to hit the ropes? Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> so, he was left-handed, he would turn the fucking wrong way sometimes. You know, well, yeah. was he probably a little too st- stiff or reckless sometimes? Yeah, I guess probably. But uh, you know, yeah. some people just some people just aren't that good. But they're over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes sometimes their wrestling and their fundamentals aren't the best, but they're over as balls. And and he looked like a million bucks. So like, well, yeah. what could you say? You know? Yeah, and I mean, he 
to he did defect over to XPW when that whole thing happened. So you know he wasn't completely loyal, but for the longest time he absolutely was. Well, yeah, I, I guess I was more so talking about the time that you were talking about back right. in the early days, more so. But yeah, no, he definitely did defect. But then, then he came back after that. You know what I mean? So yep. uh, I guess in my, in my world, uh, there is a such thing as redemption, uh, as long as as long as the offense wasn't too bad. You know? Sure. Um, so then, you know, another guy I want to bring up, and Chris Cash. You know, 2007, I believe, was the first Chris Cash Memorial, right? Uh, I now probably. Well, no, I mean he he passed away in like 2005, I believe. Okay, so. I, I, I think right. Am I, if I was it five, okay. I'm not sure. Uh, so so it was probably 2005 or six, I guess, if I'm not okay. mistaken. So, which means we've been doing the Chris Cash show for well over a decade, and. You know, I get, you know, doing the first handful, you know, to help his family with expenses and the the support and this and that. And I I get it. But again, like so many other people had passed away and I had, um, you know, again, pressed DJ on it and he would give me the, well, no, it's really a show for all of our fallen brothers. And it's like, yeah, but it's named after the one guy's entrance music and the, the main event's always a ladder match, which is the Chris Cash thing. So like, what, what is it honoring Trent on the show? Like unless it's right, right, right. Unless you put a match together that's got the best junior heavyweights on the planet, then you're not honoring Trent. Um, you know, you're not right, honoring right. JC or Damage or, uh, and then the the one sh- he just continued DJ. You know, he does not disappoint when it comes to disappointing. Um, <laughs> so the the one show this was like a year or two after he told me that bullshit. He got on the mic and he's like, yeah, so you know, I just want to. You know, give a shout out to all our our fallen brothers because that's what this show is all about. And he lists everybody and forgets J.C. Bailey and goes to get out of the ring. <laughs> and the, the fans start chanting J.C. Bailey. And he goes, "Yeah, I just want to see if you guys have catched it or not." <laughs> Shut the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, you're playing like name games with dead wrestlers. Like, oh, I just want to see if you guys are on your toes. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, just uh, he should have just not acknowledged it. Like in all, like the best thing he could have done there was just not acknowledge that he fucked up and just go backstage. You know what I mean? Yeah, I it just it's been like I, I don't know. Uh, I'm just gonna add my name to the list, go in the back, and kill myself because that was fucking inexcusable. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but uh, you know, I, I I think I think Cash is definitely somebody that probably sooner or later. Should, should be uh, in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah. And here's why. I was I was thinking about that because, you know, again, going to sort of contradict something I was saying earlier about, like, you know, just because someone passes away doesn't mean you should hurry up and rush and put them into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think Cash is somebody who obviously whose death was untimely. And w- without a doubt, his, his trajectory – was showing that he was going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like per- perhaps he, perhaps what he had done so far didn't get him in the Hall of Fame, but without a doubt he was going to be somebody uh, who would have later probably been world champion and and certainly a Hall of Fame uh, candidate. You know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, is you know, my point about you know how many years they've been doing it, and it, it, it's really only been about Chris all these years. It's still the Down with the Sickness show, and you're gonna right. honor this guy year after year after year after year. But like, you, you can't just drop him in the Hall of Fame real quick, and then at least you know you have that. Whether you want to continue to do the show every year for the rest of eternity or not, uh, I mean that's on you, I guess. But he's not in the Hall of Fame. We're just going to honor him once a year every year. Like, all right, it's like none yeah. of the other Hall of Famers are getting honored once a year every year. So it's it's kind of weird that you go one direction in one and then not in the other. You know. Right. No, I know. I know what you mean. And then, um, I mean. Obviously, Masada, you know, holding the title for as long as he did, holding the torch on deathmatch wrestling for so long. Um, it, you know, it's it, he's definitely one I, I would put in. It gets kind of weird because, you know, when, when it came down to the initial inductees, these guys were kind of still active. Um, I mean, Lobo had, had retired and, and Mondo had retired. Yeah, but just, I think when... Yeah. It was I just think when barely, the next though, guys like, went in. I, I think... I, I think they, for the most part, in 2004, they had both just retired. You know what I mean? So, like, they were just freshly retired. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, like, when the next guys went in, when Dahmer went in and Gage went in and stuff, those guys were absolutely still active. So Right, right, right. Makes me wonder, now, what are we talking about as far as active wrestlers? Yeah, they put Ruckus and, and that in, but it seemed like that was, like, a writing off. Um, so at what point, cause if we're going to talk death matches and all of that stuff, well, Matt Tremont has to be a CZW hall of famer. Oh, without a doubt. Oh my God. Matt Tremont. Uh, I agree with what you said about Masada and, you know, to some degree, I feel like uh, for me personally, I'm considering both of them, uh, you know, not, not just for their accomplishments because, you know, accomplishments are what they are. Like as far as title wins, uh, tournament trophies and, and and everything else. I mean, it, alongside that, we obviously just also have to consider how over certain people were, uh, whether they ever won the world title or not. But uh, no, Matt Tremont is definitely in there. Masada's in there, and, and and also too because of the fact that CZW is now was and always will be about ultra violence, and and they and they both do that better than anybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So between that, between that uh, tournament of death victories, title accomplishments, uh, how over they were, how over their characters were, absolutely they belong in there. And and mm-hmm. and because I was saying, and, and and just to touch on what I was just saying about like guys being really over but not necessarily winning all the titles, I I would even at some point put a guy like Nate Webb in there. You know what I mean? Because Nate Webb you know, coming out and singing his music and like being over as fuck every time he came out. And, and in addition to that, having really fun and exciting matches, like I think Nate Webb deserves it to at least be on the ballot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody like him. For the sake of being over. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you, know you could I mean? definitely make a case for that, but you know what? Yeah. There was a, there was a period there was a period where he was a little bit synonymous with the company, you know, for a while. Sure. But it's tough because there's a lot of names you could throw in it. I mean, if you're putting, you know, Nate Webb in, you put Sanjay Dutt in, right? 
Well, yeah, sure. Or even like a sexy Eddie, you know what I mean? Like, cause you know, everybody remembers the whole blood squirting into his mouth incident, you know, even though that was one incident that made him, that, that was, that totally rocket strapped him, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and certainly that, that year was the year that I think him and Nate Webb were in the cage of death with blackout and team cash, if I'm not mistaken, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, as much as that match was about cash and, uh, you know, blackout, you know, they, they were both, uh, really important parts of that, you know? Yeah. I think the even bigger thing about sexy Eddie is when you go right down to it, um, he was really the reason it launched Kevin Steen and El Generico and all those other guys that came in because he was so, so yeah. over that it was like, bring whoever you got. And next thing you know, it was like gate open for these guys who are now huge names. Yeah, I mean, we we could sit here and argue that that was the, the beginning of the fucking decline of wrestling right there. <laughs> but or, or or some would say when it got better, but, you know, we'll leave that up for debate for another podcast. Sure. Um, so then, you know, I wonder, too, you know, because we had talked about, you know, Trent and that uh, Trent, Trent and Johnny should go in together. Um, although, you know, I do I mean, agree at this point, it wouldn't be a bad but um i mean it's like trent deserves to be in so much i would rather to see him like okay like a flare flare went in but then he went in again with sure 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 i i think in a perfect world yeah i think in a perfect world that would be the situation where like uh you know you, you induct him as an individual and then you induct him with with johnny as well but I, I think that's a little bit too high budget and high uh, high production value for CZW. And uh, sure. I, I think kind of going back to what I was saying about Robbie and how he should be inducted as part of Blackout, uh, I think at this point, because they didn't already do Trent by himself, you might as well just do the backseat boys. You know what I mean? Or kind of alongside of like what I was saying with Larry Legend where – he should be inducted as part of a class. Uh, you know, it's kind of like you would put the backseat boys in uh, as, as the tag team that you're inducting that year. You know what I mean? But, but again, yeah. I mean, just going back to what you were saying, I think, I think Trent's contrib- uh, contributions alone uh, should, should be acknowledged in some, some way as an individual for sure. Sure. And then, um, I mean, as far as contributions and longevity and the amount of time, you know, he did there and what he accomplished, Adam Flash has got to be another one. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, like, for one reason or another, you know, he might not be the first name that some people say, you know, but when when you do reflect on it and you think about all the shit he did and uh, all, all the people that he mentored and and all the crazy fucking bumps he took, like that, mm-hmm. that asshole jumped off a ladder through a table outside of the ring so many goddamn times and probably ruined his fucking tailbone <laughs> like so many times, you know. And uh, all the stuff he did in Cage of 5, and you know, uh, he he's always been a great guy to me as well and a really great friend. And you know, uh, he he deserves it as well. And, and and you know what? He would be a good guy to induct alongside Danny Rose. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. induct them as a tag team. You know. Yeah, the Rachis. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on Rick Blade? Hey, you know what? I I didn't even consider it until you said his name. 
uh, that's a tough one, you know, because when you think of early CZW, his fucking crazy shit is in all the clips. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the the crazy shit that he used to do is is what fucking attracted people to the company and and really was turning all the heads that ECW had lost by uh, obviously closing their doors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that that was a big part of CCW's success was the fact that like right at the same time that they were blowing up, it's more or less because ECW had gone under, and uh, and and like I said, Rick Blade was all over the fucking highlight reels and and willing to do everything he could to fucking you know make the fans come up off their feet and lose their minds and chant CCW and holy shit and everything else. So yeah, you know it's it, it, it's hard to say you know. Uh, I guess if we're talking about accomplishments and things like that, but without a doubt, there's a place for him there. There has to be, right? Yeah, I would think so. Uh, again, as far as being over for the time period, there wasn't much more over than, than um, Rick Blade. I mean, there was a time where Rick Blade was way more over than Nick Gage. I mean, Gage surpassed that in the future, but, uh, you know, he, he really didn't show like that that personality and that overall aggressiveness quite as much as he did later on. But initially it was, you know, Rick fucking Blake. Cause when you looked up like, okay, what is he jumping off? Like you'd walk into the building and look around and be like, Oh, he's probably coming off that shit. When they went over to that fucking strip club for that month, when XPW bounced him out, you walked in and you looked around like this motherfucker is probably going to come off over it. Sure enough. He did some like crazy running Swanton shit. Like before the show started, it was like, a, it was like in the yeah. introduction, <laughs> they're like talking shit. Yeah, yeah, segment. Yeah. Dove off the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I was there. I was there. I mean, yeah. that that was right when I uh, pretty much first started with the company. I think it was uh, 2003. I want to say, or maybe it was 2000, 2002 or three. I guess whatever it was. But yeah, I had just started, and yeah, I remember being there <laughs> and and watching them rehearse that. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And you know, <laughs> yeah. sure enough, at least they at least they caught him, so that went well. Yeah. But man, I mean, you know, the dives off the truck where he missed Trent fucking climbed up and hit it again. <laughs> it's like, dude, you should blame it on the ground. <laughs> You're just gonna do it again? <laughs> Holy shit. That, that 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 however was uh that however was the infamous building where he wrestled GQ and they just could not pull that table spot off. Do you remember that? There there was a table spot that like him and GQ were trying to do and like they just kept having to set it up and kept yeah. trying and kept trying. And I, and I don't, I can't remember exactly what they were going for, but boy, uh, boy, was that a nice little blunder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rick was never a crisp guy. And I mean, he, he missed a lot of things, <laughs> but he was, he was willing to keep doing it. No matter how many times he almost died off a star press to the outside. I mean, he kept going. Uh, I mean, it, that take one show was just heartbreaking. I mean, as a fan, you know, thinking that these guys are about to go pay-per-view, this is going to be the big moment. Take one is their their big, you know, this is going to be like their television explosion. And the main event couldn't have been a bigger disaster with Blade shattering his leg. Um, I think Lobo, I think Lobo or Gage banged something up real bad on a table spot over there by the entrance too. Uh-oh. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it was just really, really bad. That was 2001, and, and Blade just, I mean, he did the swanton off the wall and uh, just, I mean, overshot the table and shattered his leg. It was like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, uh, boy. Worst possible outcome. But, yeah. 
Fuck. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a place for him there. Uh, I'm also thinking, like I said earlier, uh, I think Danny Havoc. I think uh, oh, yeah. Messiah. Uh, mm-hmm. that, there's definitely a place for Messiah in there. Um, and who the hell else? I was just thinking about somebody else. God damn it. Now I can't remember who it was. Yeah, and Messiah. Messiah was a guy who, oh, you know, uh, when that... I remember who it was. Just let me spit it out before I forget. Go ahead. Uh, I think De- Devin Moore probably deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. He had a long run as world champion as well, uh, and and certainly has done uh, been more than willing to be a company guy and do any sort of hardcore that's asked of him. You know. Yeah. Um, Messiah. I mean, when that when the thing happened with his thumb and they came together in the <clears throat> ring for that. I mean, that was. I mean even as a fan, you felt like you're a part of a family because it, it, you know, it really was like a real life thing that came together and it was like us against the world and us against uh, XPW was definitely the enemy. They were coming in and they cut this fucking guy's thumb off. And it was like, yeah, here we are together. Everybody out in the ring. It it was like an amazing moment. You know, one of the greatest moments in CZW history. And that, that was all centered around what Messiah now meant to the company. He was a guy from the West coast who was now our guy. So I had a hundred percent put Messiah in too. Yeah, that was a really special moment, and uh, I, I was really fortunate to have gotten to be a part of that and like be out in the ring for that speech and everything, uh, being green as grass and everything. But uh, no, you're right, a hundred percent. And then you know, a- after all that happened, he went on to do a lot of amazing things with fucking nine fingers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and be and be a really awesome world champion. Uh, he was also uh, a, another great leader of the locker room, another great mentor to the young guys. Uh, you know, he would come down to the school every once in a while when he was in town and help out. Uh, he's a really great friend outside of the ring, a really great family man and, and fucking father. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and, every, and everything else. But, yeah, um, he, he definitely carried the company on his back for a long time, too, and, and, and certainly was a part of the famous Cage of Death Five. And an integral part of that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised other guys like you know um, John Moxley and like guys like that weren't put in based off of their WWE move. Um, yeah. I mean, he, you know, I mean, he had a great run and everything, but again, I, I don't know if like the longevity in CZW speaks enough for Hall of Fame. I mean, obviously, what he is now would make DJ want to put him in, but you're not going to get him showing <laughs> up. That, that, that's why that's why he's not in there because there's probably uh, pretty much under no circumstances would he show up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I think that's that, I think that's why Moxley's not in there. It's just because he's not showing up for any fucking amount of money. He doesn't give a fuck. Um, I'm I'm trying to think who is there anybody else that you've thought of or think that would be a Hall of Fame candidate? <sighs> Shit, I, I'm I don't. Sure, there are. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm probably I'm forgetting sure some are. people, but um, yeah, I mean, there's so many, and when it comes down to again the, the people you've forgotten, that that's why I have to comment on the people you're you're choosing year after year, and I think it is somewhat of a, I don't know if it's disrespect or slap in the face if they put in Trent after all these years, but but if you don't, it doesn't the the talk doesn't stop, you know, year after year, it's like another yeah. year. You know, it's yeah. still way late. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. But better sure, late than never. Sure. You know. I mean, well, well, let me ask you this: if if they do, uh, who accepts it on his behalf? You think, like, 
do you think uh, it would be Johnny or do you think somebody in his family or what, what would, what would be the best option there? Um, I would, I would think you would get Johnny there. Um, I mean, if you get someone in his yeah. family there, that's a lot more respectful. Um, again, I, I don't know if, you know, this crosses over into like a, a fuck you GCW because, you know, the family wasn't on board with your, uh, with your tournament over there that you ran. And now, you know, we're on board with what CCW is doing. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that becomes a thing, but, um, you know, whatever the best possible honoring of him. Is. But again, DJ is inducting people on dark matches. I don't, I don't really, <laughs> I don't expect him to do the best possible induction. Yeah. Like that, that's why I'm almost at this point, like just don't even bother because like whatever you do is going to be half-assed and shitty and it doesn't matter anyway, you know, but who knows? His name's just got to be on the list. Even if he inducted other people and said, by the way, like, I don't even know how we've forgotten this all this time, but Trent Ass is part of the Hall of Fame now. That's it. And just move on. And, you know, it doesn't even have to be grand. Just put his name on that fucking list, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know. Maybe since you have access to the entire goddamn video catalog, maybe put together a nice three- or five-minute fucking highlight reel. I mean, honestly, you could put together a 20-minute fucking highlight reel. But just for the sake of time, you know, put put together a nice fucking reel, at least, of all the fucking awesome shit that he did, you know, maybe. I don't think that would be asking a lot, right? No, and how is it that there's really no best of Trinacid? <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know. How is that I not would, a DVD? I, <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, maybe because he knows he would have to pay somebody other than himself. Like, you know, I, I would like to believe that the money from that would go to his family. But, you know, you know, fucking people in wrestling, especially DJ, he would have it would have to be effort so that somebody else makes money. So he's not going to do it. Hmm. Who do you think the first female inducted into the CZW Hall of Fame will be? I mean, Knowing just, I mean, the first, the, the well, <laughs> well, that's a different question. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, not, not most without, deserving. Without the, without the, without, wait, 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 wait. Without the DJ part, the first name that came to mind was Lefisto. But yeah. knowing DJ, <laughs> knowing, <laughs> knowing <laughs> DJ, it'll be, <laughs> knowing DJ, it'll be like Penelope Ford or something like that. You know what I mean? Because, you know, she's doing big things with her life, you know, because she who's dated the, the right person. Huh? <laughs> what? Who's the one that, that uh, he just that. walked out to uh, Cage of Death and, and she did the lariat for the finish? Uh, uh, Layla Hirsch is the... Then I'd go with her. CZW student. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> That'd be CZW Hall of Fame. I mean... It, I mean, he would do it if it meant she would sleep with him or something like that, or even just watch him masturbate Louis C.K. style. She would, he would probably just put her in for that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think, uh, no, but like I said, it would be Lufisto or Mercedes Martinez. I mean, she's been there since 2003, or at least had been making appearances there and, and doing mm-hmm. really big things since 2003. Like, she she had a match with Feinberg that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Uh, in, in a fucking parking lot of a uh, car dealership uh, that was pretty stellar. Um, but, uh, no, so, like, Mercedes Martinez or, or Lufisto would be probably my top two picks as far as uh, 
females for sure. Yeah. Um, what about yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely go Lefisto as far as um, you know, accomplishments and all of that stuff. Um, DJ, it always seems to be like an ass kissing move of like someone who they're with or whatever. So if he was trying to get like the Chris back into the CZW, like oh, Nevaeh is our first female inductee. It's like all right, oh right, you know? right, 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 right. Ooh, I mean, you know, right. it just didn't do a ton within CZW. Nothing, nothing against her as a wrestler or anything like that. But you know, it would just be his way of being nice to somebody else you know um i mean again if you're gonna put in the blackout you know like we were saying before then chrissy's gotta be in because chrissy's longevity in czw is pretty extensive without a doubt without a doubt and uh certainly when i was saying earlier that you would induct blackout together she would be a part of that for sure sure uh you know and and again just just to be the dead horse you you have to decide what we're going to be what type of characters we're inducting into the Hall of Fame? Is it wrestlers or is it everyone, you know, including referees, managers, and everything else, you know? Um, but I, I think, you know, longevity and uh, even some of the even some of the highlights that she's been a part of within the company uh, with the blackout and human tornado, uh, yep. and that infamous spot that went viral and shit like that. And, uh, she even had some really awesome spots that she did with Joe Gacy in the table match. Uh, there was like a, a six man table match they did one time with the runaways and the blackout. Uh, mm-hmm. That was fucking awesome. Like, and uh, she, I remember she had a match with Greg. It was like, <laughs> I forget what it was, but it was like a, some, some kind of ultra violent food a fight. Food or something. fight. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah it, it was fucking awesome. I mean, Chrissy has stepped up to the plate a million times. She's taken some crazy fucking bumps. I remember she took a a pain thriller that was fucking murder one time. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like you know, you you talk about paying your dues. Chrissy's done it, you know, and she she I feel like she's elevated everybody she's ever worked with. Um, uh, I had the pleasure of being the first person that she managed when she came to CZW. Um, right. So, so yeah, it was, you know, she, she deserved to be there too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that about wraps it up for our CZW hall of fame talk. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add or people you want to bring up. Um, no, not off the top of my head. All right. Well, if we think about it, you can come back to it. Um, I just want to transition from this to another hall of fame type topic because every year, when we come to the WWE Hall of Fame talks, um, someone floats out the fake meme of Benoit going into the Hall of Fame, and then uh, it's like, ah, yeah, I'm just joking, this and that. But then you, you'll get a good amount of people to go, yeah, but still, like, no, he should be in, and and it just it, it infuriates me. Like, I can't, I can't contain myself. I deleted a guy the other day because it, it's just like, all right, he was a fantastic wrestler but he murdered a woman and child. Like, I, I don't, I don't think that that, uh, it gets to the point where I'm like, I fuck wrestling, you know, like, all right. I understand. Like you like this fucking, uh, cross space, but his kid didn't like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, man, Here, here's the thing about that. There's just, there's just not ever going to be a way to tastefully do it. Like, okay. Yes. Well, you know, if, if things didn't go the way that they did, He's a Hall of Famer for sure, but but they did. There's just not gonna there's just not gonna be a way to have somebody come out on stage and, and spend 15 minutes, 
you know, uh, talking about how great somebody was. You know what I mean? Without it no. being like the most awkwardly painful 15 minutes in everybody's life that's watching yeah. it. You know what I mean? So, like, again, does he deserve it? Yes. But the, because of the circumstances, you just simply can't. You simply can't. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, you can't. You just can't. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, if, like, one of these people that argue in, in favor of, of Benoit, like, if, if their sister – was was their sister and nephew were killed by their husband and uh someone was just like yeah you know what though um he was a hell of a carpenter and we're gonna go ahead and put him into the carpentry hall of fame and uh i mean just for his nail work look i know he killed the kid with a hammer that's not what i'm talking about i mean (laughs) just fantastic the way he hung drywall was just unstoppable we gotta honor this guy it's like he killed my sister it was just like that. That wouldn't be the same guy that was pulling for Benoit. All of a sudden, it wouldn't be cool anymore. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Oh, Some man. things are bigger than wrestling, you know. Yeah, you just like I said, it, it, there's no denying that he's a Hall of Fame uh, wrestler. But yeah, like I said, there's, 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 there's no way to nicely. Yeah, you can't do it, unfortunately. I don't think it's unfortunate. Would you put Rock and Rebel in the CCW Hall of Fame? No, certainly not. You can't at this point. (laughs) And and here's what here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about both of them. Uh, With 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 Rock and Rebel and uh, you know uh, Benoit, I I will consider the possibility that because of head trauma, they they did outlandish things uh, that were outside of their character, perhaps. You know, per, perhaps there was a medical reason for their actions, uh, and, and 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 perhaps we shouldn't judge them so harshly for that. If they if they truly did lose control of of their mind, uh, but uh, it, it's just too horrible of a circumstance, and and we don't know for sure if it, if it's strictly a medical thing. You know, so um, unfortunately, because of the circumstances, we you just like neither one of them could be considered for a Hall of Fame or any sort of honor. You know, you just can't. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't really care. I mean, when it comes down to head trauma, this and that, whatever leads you into killing a child and woman, like I I don't really give a shit. Like you're a piece of shit at that point. Whether it's like you know, a hobby you always want to fulfill or whether it's something traumatic that turns you into an, a cold-blooded killer, uh, you know, I, I, I got to judge it as what the end result is. And it is what it is. I mean, it, it sucks that you let yourself get that out of control or, you know, you saw your brain going in that direction and you didn't turn away or get help or whatever. But if the end result is you're killing a woman and child, I really, I'm not trying to sympathize with any part of it. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I, I mean, I, I'm not either. I'm definitely not. <clears throat> well, I, I'm not acquitting their their actions by any means. I'm just saying that I I I believe that we're, we're learning more and more every day about CTE, and we're learning more and more every day about head trauma and the things that it can do to a person. Because I mean, I'd be lying if I said that. Uh, you know, there aren't certain difficulties that I experience in a given day or, or, or things that are strange or uh, just, just weird things about my memory that I experience 
<clears throat> or even sometimes when I'm speaking, I'll be at a loss for words or things like that. <clears throat> and, and it wasn't always that way. And, and I believe that uh, some of that could be just because of head trauma from wrestling and so on and so forth. Uh, th- there's times where I'll, because of that struggle, I'll, it'll, it'll make me angry pretty quickly or I'll, or I'll get frustrated faster. You know what I mean? Whereas that's just not part of my character, you know, and it's just changes that have happened as a result of head trauma. You know what I mean? But th- this is a yeah. very mild case. You know what I'm saying? I- I'm talking about like a very mild example uh, uh, of what some of the things that people with major head trauma go through and what, and how they behave. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. some people kill themselves, you know, some, some people will just kill themselves without hurting anybody else. But uh, obviously that perhaps isn't the case with, with the people that we're talking about. But, right. uh, you know, I, I just think n- not that we need to have empathy or sympathy or anything like that, but more or less just understand that some people truly do change uh, and become somebody else as a result of this head trauma. So, so the people yeah. that we love and the people that we admire and the people that were our friends uh, aren't necessarily the person that did those crimes. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. It's just, it's just rough. you know, if it was like a family member or something like that, you know, you, can you imagine like the family extended family of, uh, you know, Benoit's kids and, and all that. And it's like to hear people online, it's like, yeah, but what about those rolling Germans, man? Like, <laughs> just like, dude, <laughs> our fucking family is dead. <laughs> what are you fucking no, you talking it's, about? It's, it's despicable. No, obviously, I mean, I, I really don't think it's, yeah, it, it, it's, very, it's very much in poor taste to be publicly arguing on his behalf. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's very, it's, it's very much in poor taste to publicly argue on his behalf. Yeah. Um, all right, so. Speaking of possibly poor taste, uh, let's talk about the Priscilla Kelly <laughs> spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, well uh, here's what I'll say about that. I, you know, I've gathered my thoughts on that. I've had a, you know, a few days to reflect on that and think about it. Um, you know, and I think I was definitely one of the people right off the bat that thought it was stupid and over the top and gross and, you uh-huh. know, a terrible idea. And she's an idiot and so on and so forth. But, uh, I, I don't think what she did was so bad in hindsight now that I've thought about it because, uh, you know, like I said, at first I thought it was too much, but it's really not any worse than a lot of the things that we saw in the attitude era that like all of us loved so much, you know, and right. was like a, a supposedly, and it was like supposedly the best time in wrestling. And, you know, part of that was because people did shit like this, you know what I mean? Perhaps not, perhaps not that extreme, but it was because, you know, they push the envelope and they push the boundaries of things. Uh, the only thing I will say is that it was just really bad timing. Like, I, I think that doing this right now and her doing it is really bad timing. Um, in, in a time where women are working harder than ever to, uh, like, legitimize themselves as main event contenders, you know, it's uh-huh. just a really bad, bad time to do it. And, uh, and also her, having just been in the Mae Young Classic, and, and most likely probably on WWE's radar, you know, sure. I think it's a bad thing for her. I think it's a bad thing for her to do. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, 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 that, and that's pretty much all I have to say about that. That's just, those are just my opinions on it. Yeah. I, I mean, 
it's not my thing. It's not something I popped for or said, oh, man, like that was a hell of a spot or, you know, what a great idea or anything like that. But but I will say that, like, there, yeah, I mean, she could have done, you know, Masawa Kobashi type stuff in the, in that match. And I don't think anyone would be talking about it. But the fact that she did what she did, she's on TMZ, she's on this, she's on that. We're talking about it now, which is clearly not the biggest of the platforms. But, um, she, uh, you know, she's being talked about on every possible show, every, every, I mean, shows that don't even talk about wrestling. Like, you hear that shit that that chick did in the fucking, you know. So, I mean, it, it got the attention she was looking for beyond any realms of expectations. I mean, she really, uh, her name is out there, that's for sure. And, I mean, she's obviously at least a credible wrestler to be in the Mae Young Classic and, and all of that. So, um. I don't know. I, I guess she kind of knows what she's doing to, you know, get that type of attention. Because, yeah, I, what else was it intended? For? Yeah, I, I, I think it's one of those things where uh, I think she truly didn't know that it was going to blow up the way that it did. Uh, I, I think she just had an idea. She probably thought nobody ever did this, and this will be really over the top and, and weird and gross. And uh, I think her character is kind of really dark and weird and, and, and fucked up like that anyway. So like, you know, she just thought that that would be a good idea. Uh, probably had no idea it was going to blow up the way that it did. Um, and, uh, y- you know, yeah, I mean, I guess good for her, you know, it, it's definitely one of those things that's going to get her noticed. But the, the only thing I'll say is that I hope it's not going to become her fucking trademark. You know right. what I mean? Like just yeah. like, like the way fucking Joey Ryan does the dick thing. Like hopefully yeah. this doesn't become her tra- trademark, and she's gonna have to do this everywhere. You know? Like her Mr. And Sacco you know, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And like you know, next thing you know, she'll be selling bloody tampons online and things like that. You know, or whatever. Yeah, I've already seen a, a shirt she put out with a with a bloody tampon. Oh no. Oh, yeah. No. So. Um, so I got a bad crazy, feeling. Crazy. I'm hoping that's not in every match. You know. Oh, she's going in there. She's getting Mr. Sacco. No, that's not her gimmick. <laughs> it's just, it's uh, the tuna. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, again, she got her attention. I guess we'll see where she goes from here. But, uh, you know, it hasn't... I mean, they haven't stopped shocking me with shit that you didn't think would work and uh, winds up working. I mean, it goes all the way up to the president <laughs> where you're like, no fucking yeah, way and, is this going to fly. And you're like, oh, shit. I mean, he won, huh? All right. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, this just this whole incident kind of just really proves that you, like r- really nobody knows what is going to get catch on nowadays. Like and, and in a lot of ways, like you just simply don't know what's going to get over or what's going to go viral. Like pe- people try so hard to, to make viral videos or, you know, seven minute shorts, 30 minute shorts, one minute long videos, things that they think are funny, things that they think people will pass around at work, you know, and, and, and make their way around the, the fucking world and, and, and somehow make them a little bit of money on YouTube or, or whatever, or however mm-hmm. that fucking shit works. But, uh, you know, uh, she, and, and somehow she tapped into that and, and obviously didn't even mean to, according to like her tweets and shit like that. So it, it's just, it's just really weird, but it, it just goes to show that 
that that kind of stuff is more important than being able to wrestle, uh, being able to tell a story and knowing how to use psychology to manipulate your crowd. Uh, you know, it, it's all about going viral now. And uh, I, I just don't know, man. I just don't know uh, what that says about the business as a whole. You know, I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know what my opinion is. I, I just think that the business and the world in general has just changed in a way that like online reaction is more important than anything tangible. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just really weird. Yeah. Uh, so segues are crazy tonight, but we'll go from Priscilla Kelly to R Kelly. What do you, uh, what do you think? What do you think about that shit? Uh, I didn't watch the, the, the whole docu series or anything else yet. Uh, I mean, I just, I knew he was doing some dirty shit back then because, you know, I mean, Dave Chappelle was making the, you know, piss on you song and everybody's laughing and shit. And now all of a sudden, like the well, people who are being pissed on are like, hey, uh, this shit was really uh, hurtful. And they're like, oh, my God, this guy's a scumbag. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that and like, you know, I'm sure back then everybody saw the video as well of him, like basically having sex with and pissing on an underage girl. Like, you know what I mean? And. Uh, I mean, there's just so many things that R. Kelly has pretty much been popped for or information has leaked about over the years, over the last 20 years that, like, uh, e- even my girlfriend, <laughs> i got to share it yet, but, like, my girlfriend even posted a funny video about, like, just all the different things that he's done over the years. So, like, why is it all this kind of crumbling down now? You know what I mean? Like, what the yeah. fuck? What the fuck took what took so long for this little house of cards to crumble? You know what I mean? Like and, and more importantly, like you can't tell me anybody's acting surprised or, you know, shocked about any of this, right? Like you can't be surprised at, about everything that's going on with him. Like what the fuck? He's been a piece of shit for twenty five years. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that's what's startling me because I like I didn't watch any of this stuff, but people are acting like outraged, like they just found out. Like, dude, you you know this shit already, and they're like, no, I didn't know how bad it was. Like, you didn't? Okay, I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, like, what do you mean you didn't know how bad it was? Like, you knew how bad he was. Perhaps you didn't know how bad the situation was for a lot of these other people and a lot of these other women involved. But, like, you knew what a piece of shit he was. Don't be surprised. Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just bizarre. I, I'm more, like, uh, shocked by the outrage than anything. I guess, like, this is, like, my curiosity is getting up where I'm like, I gotta, I gotta fucking find this shit. I don't even know where it is. But I gotta watch, like, some of it just to see, like, what the fuck is so startling that like, you guys are, you know? It's like... You know, if they put out that OJ documentary thing, and like, wait a minute, he almost cut her fucking head off? Like, is that... that I don't like that guy anymore. You know what? I'm going to stop wearing that fucking jersey is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably not the best jersey to wear. Probably not the best one. <clears throat> yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's wild. Um, so what do you what do you think about this... Um, What is that? Uh, the all... What the fuck does it stand for? The um, all, Young all, Bucks all Company. Elite, all Elite Wrestling? The yeah. All, all yeah. Elite Wrestling? <clears throat> um, you know, I, I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, I think that a, a, any sort of company that could potentially present uh, real competition for WWE is, is good. I, I think that uh, I think that's kind of what wrestling needs. So, the, I mean... If WWE is ever going to get away from their current model or or feel forced 
to, uh, I don't know, maybe become a little bit edgier again or uh, I, I don't know, just, just kind of revert back to what, whatever used to work a little bit better for them. Uh, you know, all elite wrestling could be that thing. Um, but at the same time, I, I feel like it's very much just going to be the fuck boy club. Uh, you know, it's just going to be the, you know, the circle jerk company where, you know, they're all just jerking off onto a piece of bread and you know how, you know how that game goes, but, uh, fucking, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a lot of super shows. I don't think there's probably going to be a lot of rhyme or reason from show to show to, you know, how, how it gets booked, booked and things like that. Um, but, but you know what, that if wrestling fans don't want storytelling anymore and if wrestling fans don't care about characters and if wrestling fans don't care about month-to-month uh, feuds and things like that, then, then it's probably going to be perfect. You know what I mean? Like, if this is what the fans want, then you know what, you might as well give it to them. But I've just never really been a Young Bucks fan and or, 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 or really a fan of, like, that whole Bullet Club uh, genre, I guess we'll call it. So uh, right. I, I think it's either, I, I think it's either going to be really good for wrestling or or really bad for for wrestling, and just you know continue to you know push it back. Yeah. So the initial names that they announced, I think their their debut show is in May in Vegas, I want to say, and um, the names that they announced so far was SCU. Which I'm not really even sure what names and uh, stand for and shit like this. I, I don't even know what that is. Stone Cold University. Um, is that Stone Cold University. Cool, great. Yeah. Um. O O W E, which is SEMA and the Good Hearts. <laughs> Sounds like a band or some shit. Like SEMA and the Good Hearts. These, these uh, are wrestlers. Yeah, SEMA. He was a okay. Japanese wrestler, but oh, I don't okay. know who the fuck yeah, the Good Hearts. I remember him. I, I remember him. I remember SEMA. I remember SEMA. Yeah, um, Billy Gunn is a backstage producer. Um, Great. Britt Baker, um, MJF, Joey Janela and Penelope Ford. They have them listed like side by side. Uh, Adam Page. Yeah, right. Like we want you guys as a team. I know you broke up, but like just uh, this is what we want. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. That's good. So you guys are together because we said so. Uh. Pac, you know, Neville, um, and Chris yeah. Jericho. And um, just kind of wonder, you know, I mean, your thoughts on just overall, like the, the names they announce, what kind of direction you think they'll take. I mean, I don't know. Is, is Joey healed for May? Because he was crying drunk in the ring with a knee brace <clears throat> on the last time I saw. I, I mean, I, I think if he's going to be back by May, I mean, when did he get hurt? I feel like that would be really fast. No, like, yeah, I mean, me too. Unless, unless there have been some medical breakthroughs in repairing knees that I don't fucking know about, I feel like that would be really soon for him to come back and, and certainly come back and perform at, at a rate and a level that he was performing at when he got hurt. But, you know, may, maybe he can. I, I don't know. Uh, as far as the talent that, are, that they've signed, I'm, I'm not really surprised at any of them. And I, I, think, I think some of those are good choices and, some of them are just uh, all right. Um, you know, ha- having Billy Gunn there, I think, will be beneficial. I think he certainly knows what he's doing. Uh, I'm glad that he'll be more backstage than, than than wrestling. I think he's like 56 now or 55, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Uh, 
I, I think Jericho. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on with him. It's like it's like I get that some of these guys truly love wrestling, and wrestling is, has been their life, and it's their heart, and it's their soul. But like. Like, when's enough going to be enough for somebody that's probably about to be 48 or something like that? He's 47 or 8. It's like, yeah. like what else, what's what's left for somebody like Jericho to do other than continue to, like, just steal the fucking limelight from young guys? You know what I mean? Like, I, I think, like, enough's enough with him already. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and, and you know what else? I, I appreciate that he can still go. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he can still have really awesome matches with some of the best talent today. But, like, AEW, I imagine, is about the young bucks, if you know, and uh, other young talent, you know, that, yeah. that, may or, that may or may not get opportunities with WWE for one reason or another. Or, or that don't want to be a part of WWE, like Neville, you know what I mean? So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And, I mean, the one big shining thing about this company is the fact that like, you know, the part owner or whatever the case is like the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars or something. So the money behind this company is ridiculous compared to other upstart companies and stuff. This is like a lot of money back in a wrestling company, like much more than probably we've ever seen before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that definitely is a, is the next factor here, you know? Um, and I, and I guess we'll see. I, I can't imagine that that debut show is going to do bad. Uh, and I, I really think this is the start of something big. Whether mm-hmm. people like my, whether people like myself think it's going to be good or not, uh, you know, I think it's, it's it's going to be perceived as good. And I think, I think what's left of wrestling fans, this is what they like. You know, I, I think over the last probably 15 years. Uh, there's been a real decline in, in the average wrestling fan and the number of wrestling fans and 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 the ratings pro wrestling in general. So and, and I think all that is left, what they do prefer is is, is AEW. You know. Mhm. Yeah. I I mean I'm just really convinced that it's like the early 20s is like the crowd you're gonna get, and that's why I've kind of just aged out of it. Or like the the atmosphere, everything about it just kind of annoys me. A lot of what they they throw out there doesn't work, but then you hear the crowd going nuts, and it's like I guess it's just not for me. Right. Yeah. No, I know um, what you're saying. Yeah. So, speaking of you know high caliber um, matches and and uh, billion dollar backing, CZW twenty is uh, coming up, and um, the main event is going to be. <laughs> Mance Warner, Jimmy Lloyd, Dan O'Hare, and Connor Claxton in a four-way. Uh, two out of the four guys lost their match at Cage of Death, and um, so they all get title shots. Uh, what's your thoughts? I mean, I, obviously, I guess they're just trying to have a big uh, – and, and it's CCW rules, right? Like, I imagine it's going to be some hardcore match, right? Something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, yep. Um. Obviously, I, I think that it just shows that the number one priority is because it's the Hall of, or not Hall of Fame, uh, because it's the anniversary show, uh, because it's Combat Zone Wrestling, um, and, and because it's regarding the world title and it is the main event that certainly they're going to have something ultra violent, which which makes total sense. Um, 
you know, perhaps the people that they chose to be in it may or may not make sense. Uh, you know, I think if, if anybody listened to our, our Cage of Death review, you, you kind of know how I, I feel about Mance Warner. Uh, you know, I, having watched his performance, I don't think he's bad. Like, I don't think, uh, you know, I, I, I don't question his willingness to do silly things in the name of CZW and, uh, you know, ultraviolence. But, you know, uh, I, I'm not familiar enough with him to say that he deserves to be world champion. Um, and as far as everybody else in the match, uh, I, I guess it's sort of kind of like who, who's who's there that's willing to do that stuff. You know what I mean? Like h- how many guys do they have there that they could have put in that match that aren't always in that match? You know, mm-hmm. could you like were you, were you just going to put Ricky Shane Page in there again after? Like I, I'm not really a big fan of giving guys shots at belts after or shots at a title after they just lost a shot at a title. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. are you going to make Ricky Shane, are you going to make Ricky Shane page do ultra violence every month? And, uh, you know, uh, are you going to put Brandon Kirk in there again? Cause you know, he's done seemingly a lot of shit there, uh, ultra violence wise, you know? So it's like, who, mm-hmm. who are you going to put in there? But yeah, cer- certainly booking wise based on last month, it doesn't make any sense, but no. at the same time, I'm, th- I'm thinking, who do you put in there? You know? Mhm. Yeah, it's difficult, and I I'm always you know hopeful for just just a little bit like all right, put down the match you're gonna put on paper, and then go all right, we got a couple cut a couple promos to make this make sense, tie it together, you book whatever you want to book, but then do something where it makes sense, you know, like write something around what you put on paper. I, I know that sounds insane, but. You know, as a fan, as far as fantasy booking, you know, you could be the fan that goes, all right, I want the Young Bucks versus the Briscoes, and I want this and that. It's like, yeah, that costs a lot of money. I've been more about book whatever you want, make me buy into it. You know, make me believe what the fuck you're doing, and that's seemingly impossible. But, you know, like I said, it kind of goes back to what I was just saying about AEW. if the average indie wrestling fan or wrestling fan in general right now doesn't give a shit about that stuff, then DJ is not going to give about, uh, give a shit about it. Uh, nor are any of the bookers anywhere. You know what I mean? Like if, if places like PWG and, and AEW and, and, uh, beyond wrestling are, are succeeding with a format of just booking shows, and and basically booking matches, uh, whether they're dream matches or you know they're, they're just constantly shuffling the deck and, and pairing people up, and, and that's what's working. Then that's that's the model that everybody's going to follow. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't like it. You know, I, I'm old fashioned. Uh, I I like month to month stories. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. there's not going to be a story. There's not going to be a story for every match. There, there are going to be shows where you randomly put together Niles Young and Derek Frazier, and, and, they, and they do really well for a bunch of greenies, and then that turns into a feud. Like, that, that's literally what happened with, with Derek Frazier and I. Like, we, we were booked against each other for no reason, and then later on we had a grudge match, and then later on we had a ladder match, and that, and that did a lot for both of our careers at the time. Right. It, it, went on to get, it, went, it went on to bring us both the junior heavyweight title. But, you know... So I'm not saying never have a random match, but at least try to month to month have some sort of 
sense of your booking. Especially in your title pictures. <clears throat> oh, of course. Of course, in the title, especially in, yeah, the main coveted prize of the company, perhaps. You know, if, if anything, have Mance Warner wrestle, you know, a, a former champion or, you know, bring back somebody. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Mance Warner versus Masada would be good. You know what I mean? Uh, just something like that. You know, just a one-on-one against another ultra-violent uh, icon of the company. You know what I mean? Well, they got Tremont there, and he's wrestling Casanova Valentine. I mean, Tremont's saying, hey, I thought, you know, you thought I'd never be back in CZW. Fucking, I see you got my fucking belt, you know. And, and then and then you got Tremont and Mans Warner. Right. Yeah, that exactly. at least makes some sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, don't, don't do that. Don't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. That's, that's just my thoughts on it, yeah. and, uh, you know. Is is anything else booked for that show yet? No, I just think those two matches. Um, yeah, they just got the um, Tremont and uh, Casanova Valentine, and then the um, yeah that that four way. Fantastic. Well, you know, I I, I won't be uh, I won't be attending. Uh, <laughs> I'll be holding out. Until, uh, I'm sure this will make you laugh, but. Uh, I'll be holding out until it's uh, my turn to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know if my contributions merit that. But I, I will say that uh, I'm probably one of a few. Uh, I mean, after your initial group of, quote, unquote, CCW students, if we're including the Justice Pains of the world, uh-huh. I'm not sure how many other CZW students went on from graduating from the academy to eventually someday becoming the world champion. I don't. I don't think that list is very long. Uh, right. You know. So I, I, I've got that notch in my belt. So not not to not not to Barry Horowitz myself a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, man. So I think that's about all I got. Is there any other topics or anything else you want to get off your chest before we wrap it up? No, nah, I don't think so, man. Like, like I said, I, I didn't, I didn't want this episode to be uh, as much of a pissy party <laughs> as uh, <clears throat> as Cage of Death was. But uh, you know, uh, like I said, I, I'd like to believe uh, I, I'm trying to see the better side of things and, and not just kind of shit on everything all the time. But uh, no, nah, right. I, I don't have anything else to add. I, I think we covered everything pretty fairly and, and evenly. Yeah, it was a good time, and yeah, I, I I really think we put a lot of fucking people over. So of course people will find the <laughs> yeah, negatives, right, but right, right, right. yeah, they'll yeah. just be like, I, he, I he said a whack Packer Hogan doesn't belong. What the fuck? You know, like that's not what. It... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's an upside and a downside to everything except for DJ, yeah, which is only All only downside. downside. All downside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Man. So yeah, but man. Yeah, always fun. Always fun. Always a pleasure. Yeah, man. We'll have to do it every once in a while because uh, KJ, that's a long time away. We couldn't even hold out a month, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so I guess it'll be contingent on the news, you know. I guess, yeah. I guess it'll, be contingent, it'll be contingent on wrestling news. If, if something happens <clears> – <throat> excuse me, sorry. <clears throat> if something happens that merits talking about, uh, we'll jump on the old uh, information superhighway here and talk about it. Absolutely, man. So thanks for joining me again, and uh, talk to you later, bro. 
Yep, be good, man. Have a good night. All right, take care. Hey. So there you go. There's Sozio back on the show. A lot of fun. Love that dude. Um, I guess I just want to give uh, a couple plugs and stuff like that. Um, shout out to the Hot Tag Podcast over there. Uh, Shaheen Boxman are doing all sorts of different shit, YouTube and this and that. Uh, check out the show I did with them. Uh, Shaheen's on boxing shit and talking about hip hop and this and that. And uh, they're doing their normal THT stuff. So they got a lot of content over there if you want to check them out. Uh, check out, I got your five stars with Jeremy over there killing it, man. He just, he's interviewing all sorts of motherfuckers you never heard of and will soon hear of because, uh, he's got a good eye for talent. He knows what, uh, you know, what he's looking for as far as wrestling and, and real wrestling. You know, he's, he doesn't fall for any of that bullshit. He doesn't like any of that gimmicky comedy stuff. He wants, uh, you know, hard-hitting, fucking, real, serious, fucking wrestling, and he'll he'll uh, let you know who's the uh, the up-and-coming guys who are doing that type of stuff. So uh, check him out for sure. Um, I want to plug my YouTube uh, puppet page is uh, Grizz World. Um, if I can get anybody out there who doesn't, you know, have much to do with their time or has a little extra time, feels like fucking around on the internet. Um, I'd like to have people kind of help me push this thing. I I need my followers to get up. I'm trying to just continue to put out content and continue to get better and better with my puppets and, and stuff like that. But what I'm thinking is what I'd like to do to help to try to build my, my channel over there is if you could find any kind of puppet action, any kind of puppet page, anything that's got a shitload of hits and follows and likes and, subscriptions and and watches or whatever the case is um just drop my fucking drop some of my uh my puppet links from that page in in the comments if i'm doing fucking uh football videos and you see you know this this fucking uh espn site or this nfl page has a million fucking hits or whatever fucking you, you drop the fucking puppet link down there and check it out and maybe it'll drive some traffic over again this isn't something i'm demanding anyone do i'm just saying if you got extra time you're a little internet savvy maybe you could help me fucking spread the word obviously sharing on your own page is great too but um thus far hasn't uh hasn't really uh brought a whole shitload of following to me but i mean man there's like millions upon millions of fucking subscribers and watches and clicks on motherfuckers that are playing with like slime and shit. They mix fucking slime in their kitchen and these motherfuckers are actually making money off of their YouTube page. So, um, fucking puppetry, um, is, is somewhat of a lost art. There's still some people out there to do it. There's your, you know, your Darcy Lynn's who are fucking amazing ventriloquists slash singers, uh, she, she won the America's Got Talent, you got Terry Fader, you know, you, the Muppets still exist, there's still some stuff that goes on, but, um, you know, it, it's one of those things that isn't prominent as it used to be, and, uh, it's few and far between. I've seen some, some pages out there that had some puppet stuff going on, and really, their, their puppet work isn't fantastic. I'm not saying mine's great, it's getting better, but, um, I feel like I uh, I deserve somewhat of a following, and uh, I'm just trying to, you know, keep up with the content and maybe, uh, you know, build something out of it. So uh, I'd appreciate if anyone does want to help out with that. Again, I still have the uh, fuck out of here shirts, the uh, Zandig guy shirts, and uh, I think that's, that's about all uh, I got for now. Um, 
I would get man, this fucking Eagles are losing. All right, I'm just gonna put it out there right now. The fucking Eagles are losing. Uh, I can't wait till this fucking happens. Saints are gonna put it on that ass. I, I just, I, I can't even fucking stand the fact that that fucking field goal didn't go, because these cunts running around with their fucking. Yeah, they got the fucking ski mask thing, which is great because they're they're fucking criminals at heart. So uh, running around with ski masks on is uh, fucking prime real estate for these assholes. So uh, anyway, um, they're about to be out of here. Um, shit is going down. And uh, yeah, I, I'm excited either way. Playoffs is uh, very exciting. Next year, I expect to be uh, cheering on my Niners in the fucking playoffs because... Uh, you know, we're going to be a well, well-improved team. Number two pick in the draft, as, as well as so much other things going on. But, uh, yeah, that's about all I got. Uh, get some shit together, topics, whatever you want to send my way. Uh, I'm going to try to make it a point to get a, a show up here next week. And uh, I think that's about all I got. Shout out to all my new listeners, current listeners, people who follow, share. I appreciate all y'all motherfuckers. All right, peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So... What I make you? Good. Black cheese tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Juza Kiss Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.